2: The, uh, Pathway
1: studios here in Johnson We've been listening to that thing for years. I still don't have a clue any of the words. I just sit there and listen to it.
3: <laughs> <and> I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just know I am a working man. Oh, yes, I am. That's... I'm a special agent of the lamb. I didn't even go that far. I, yeah. I know the working man. I go, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, I'm going to wear something <laughs> and I'm going to wear your robe. Like, hey, man, only in a Jesus culture can you get away saying something. I'm going to wear your robe. Because it's not cool in any other place. Like You can't like walk up in a hotel and say that. Even though they're giving it to you, it's still creepy. You can't right. walk up to a friend or relative. I'm going to wear your robe. Yeah. Boy no, don't touch my of robe. Problem, like, No, that's my robe.
1: That's
0: not the same Yeah, Right, not that's the same my robe. Thing.
3: You don't touch it. Yeah. If it's monogrammed, didn't and is it isn't your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he I did. So. A I was thinking. Sometime within the out. last hundred years. I mean,
2: I didn't put it in my calendar or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I don't celebrate that anniversary. Oh, huge. All right, you're listening live from the path hey, uh so I checked the complaint line Oh <laughs> yes. buddy uh with no responses Oh,
0: no. Uh, come on
3: guys off the hook. I, so here's I just we dis- gave you free reign to complain about all the tomfoolery that
2: there's no has for n-
0: years.
3: There's,
2: no one's listening that's got to be the problem. I
3: understand that, but like I can a boy can drink
2: there's there's no way that someone listened to the show and said I don't have any complaints
3: <laughs> yeah, you would have to listen to the show to complain about said. I mean, people keep subscribing. You think someone's listening? No, that's true. We uh, right, we got our, we just,
2: our our thousandth subscriber on yeah. YouTube.
3: Yeah, yeah, That's I a mean, big deal. Thanks to the, the thousand of you that don't complain with it. To it. <laughs> oh, we should we should like throw a party. I didn't
2: Oh yeah! Hey man! Oh you... no! I had we needed two. There were two criteria on YouTube for parties. There, um, uh, it was a thousand subscribers and a million hits. I thought we both of those. No, a million. We're still shy. of The million views probably by t- uh, I want to say twenty or thirty thousand.
3: We gotta do another cast for sale or something.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: Because that that deals with the business. We're only forty thousand away. Wait, wait, does that mean that we get the party in forty thousand views?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as we cross the million threshold, then we'll put a shindig together. I'll bring cheese and crackers. There's and game. that was the
3: stipulation? Like, that was our stipulation? That was YouTube's That was stipulation? my stipulation. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, YouTube will throw us a party. I no. was thinking that was kind of cool.
2: No, they sent us an email. Uh, they did. I, I yeah, assume I think computer generated, email. like it's not a guy going, hey, like these, you guys are doing a great job. Right. Did
3: you see the sticker that had the two Where bananas on it? What was that? This, this is bananas? Yeah. Oh, come on, YouTube. I feel like they
2: didn't even put it on it. Did. No, they really didn't. I think they still use Word art for that, too.
3: Like, they used Microsoft Word 97, yeah. put a couple clip arts of bananas up there, and hey, nice job on 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. You are not worth any, any new subscription to Microsoft Office. Right. I figure they need us.
2: Yeah, we're keeping them afloat. Definitely. Right,
3: exactly. Like, what else are people watching on the YouTube besides us?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. All right, so anyway, if let's say you were complaining that we wasted the first, say, three and a half minutes of the show. That's uh, a fair complaint. Uh, give us a call, 515-517-0085, or we take the text. You can shoot us a text as well. And, uh, I mean, that's all. It's no charge to me, so go ahead and load that beast up. Let me hear what you really think about that. <laughs> ben, do you know my
3: number by heart? Your phone number? Yes. No, I have no idea. Perfect. No. <laughs> just <No. wondering. laughs> I, that has nothing to do with the previous conversation don't worry about it at all no yeah yeah. i don't. just wanted to test your memory and see if you were a good friend and had my phone number. no
2: first. and sometimes i have I, i've even forgotten uh, what i put you under my phone as uh, it's it, it is under john Boover the third
3: that's phenomenal <laughs> i can appreciate that
1: uh
2: all right so here's what we got going on the show tonight so we, we got some advice some stacked up uh since mike's gone uh i'm gonna handle the uh the doling out of the uh, the secular questions, and we'll see if we can give decent advice. And I did have a question. So after we talked last week, we talked about um, uh, habits, like a habit that you were trying to grab, uh, and 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 things changing. And um, it, it made me kind of think about another question that I had this week was: um, as you've in your in your walk with Jesus, have you? Is there anything that you've changed your mind on that you feel like your mind has been changed about um, over time? And um, I, I mean, you, this can be—it's a pretty broad question, and so like I don't have any specific parameters to it, except for you know, is it related to your walk with Jesus? And I don't even know what that I want to imply it's a maturity thing. It's just over time. Like if I were to ask you the same question 15 years ago, 10 years ago, or whatever, um, is there something that you that you think about differently? Than you used to, and I was so I to
3: say, 15 years ago, I was 12. There's probably a
2: lot of so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Take take whatever reasonable amount of time since right, you first cool said yes that. to Jesus, and then like things have kind of kind of altered for you. I can dig on. Um, so we're we gonna talk about that. And there was um, there was an article, uh, Dan. So I I, I did, did I see you were on the you were on the, a different radio show today talking about Sabbath, right? Right, right. So it was interesting because there was a um, I, I so I didn't watch it. Did it come? There was a an article about in Christianity Today about giving Sabbath. Giving Sabbath a rest? Did you guys talk no. about that at all? No, it didn't. No. Okay, sweet. So uh, cause I didn't want to steal that cover. You can go listen to that. Phil's talking about that. Um, but it was, it was, it was interesting because, like, I didn't realize we talked about the Sabbath before, and like the core of this article. Uh, let me just read a little bit to you, and, and we'll see what you think. So it says, i uh, I've not heard of this. I grew up in a Sabbatarian religion. Have you heard of that?
3: No, in a religion that."
2: I mean, it seems like a lie. I think they just
1: made it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, Seventh Day at Venice.
2: Uh, yeah. So like, I, I like it's it's a strict. He said we practice Sabbath observance as a matter of law. You could just say we Jewish. <laughs> I mean, or Messianic Jew or something. I don't. Anyway, there's some kind of distinction they're making. It says my religious community was conscious of the minute that the sun set on a Friday evening. Uh, yeah,
1: Friday evening. See, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's Jewish. Yeah, it's Jewish. But but there's, there's Christians doing that. We had one here for a while.
2: Really, that that uh, that observes that the
0: yeah, Friday like sundown,
1: Dean. Remember Dean? I remember his last name. Uh, oh, Dean. yes. Yeah, yeah. They took us. They they did all the feasts. Yeah, and they did the Sabbath. Really? I well, mean, so
2: every week. I know Sabbath. some Messianic Jews that do that.
1: Yeah, these
3: are not Jews,
2: this but they're not Jews. Really. They, they mean, wouldn't. They mean, wouldn't this, say they were. That's
3: Jews. like were straight Christians. up. Like I am still under the. Sorry, I'm getting off. my... I'm, I mean, they look.
1: They celebrated grace, but uh, they. Uh, Okay. Just right. big. Yeah, they just yeah. thought
2: they should. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, it said we made sure that that moment didn't catch us still at work or at the grocery store. It was expected that we would make every effort to ensure we were adequately prepared to rest from physical labors. Our homes and cars were cleaned, errands were run, and food was prepared. sub ironed their dress clothes for church the next day. As a child, I remember getting Vaseline in a paper towel and shining my black patent leather church shoes. When the sun set, we welcomed in the Sabbath with worship, song, scripture, and prayer, marking the beginning of a sacred 24 hours. We are constantly reminded of John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. We interpreted this to mean, If you love God, keep the Ten Commandments. Keeping the Sabbath was the fourth commandment. Therefore, if you weren't giving it your best shot, then you were showing God, yourself, and your community how little you loved him. This mindset was not rest. In fact, Sabbath was taxing on the conscience. So, I mean, as it sits, uh, what, what do you, what is your reaction to that interpretation? So, like, I mean, rightly, it, it does say, If you love me, keep my commandments. Frankly, I think it's wrong to to release the Ten Commandments from that. Um, I think it's, it's still a God's character thing in it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But they said, uh, but but so we, but we're trying to do it, and we find that it is not restful.
1: I mean, I mean, Jesus still said that the, the Sabbath was man, not man for the Sabbath, right? And, and I think that's where they got it, they they were made for Sabbath. And that's when it vaccine restful comes higher than the. The purpose of Sabbath, which
3: right when you're fo when you are so focused on on the rules and on the the observing of the Sabbath from the perspective of focused or on the what I can't do and how to not do what I can't do are on the concept of this is meant to be rest that that my father has given me, uh, and I actually rest that perspective and and spend time you know in worship to him and you know refocusing if you're so focused on those rules, then you think you're missing it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just like you said, when Jesus
0: talks about man was not made, King David's out in the food. Uh, was he wrong and all that stuff? I wonder,
2: um, like well, my first reaction would be, is that if, if you say, hey God, get, like uh, Jesus is made, this is made for man, it's a, it's a gift. Sabbath has always been a gift, right? And your reaction is that it takes, hey, this feels like work, um, I don't know that I'd jump to the thought that say, hey, the Sabbath doesn't apply to me. I'd be like, maybe you're not doing it. Right. Right. Or you're under, overdoing it? It's like, like I I would expect that gifts from God feel like gifts. And like, it's possible that as opposed to saying, oh, this, this may not apply to me anymore, we say, hey, maybe I'm approaching this gift incorrectly. Anyway, so he, he keeps going. Uh, my upbringing, in short, taught me how to work for my salvation. Okay, fundamental error. Uh, I know what it felt like in my soul to wonder if I would measure up and make it to heaven. Was I trying hard enough? Could I try harder? Was I confessing sin so it would be forgiven? Now that does sound like Seventh-day Adventist. Um, Was I sincerely striving to please God? I believe my eternal life depended on the answers to these questions. I was convinced that the particular way I kept Sabbath was required to earn God's favor. Uh, uh, Yeah, okay, so so let's deal with that. Um, Even, it doesn't have to be Sabbath specifically, but in general what we do was required to earn God's favor, uh, that's a no, right? Like, right. that's not that's not how we're earning God's favor. I, I would make the case, though, that I, th- I believe you're missing out on God's blessing, however. Like, the, the actual, um, to the extent that it exists in the here and now, um, uh, God has laid out a way to live that otherwise you benefit from. Um, even in, even in, in, in sometimes in an upside-down world type of way where, like, you have peace when you shouldn't. Um, and you have calm and joy, and then you you are patient and and become steadfast, and ultimately become confident in God's character and His provision. And so uh, you can make your way through situations in which in other, other folks don't handle very well. And so um, I w- I would say your it is not your effort to be saved, um, but it is through your faithfulness to what God has called you that you actually get to experience a lot of um, what He has promised. And to the extent that you don't say. Um, take part in his gift of of rest. I don't know that I'd be super surprised that you're not rested. <laughs> right that you don't if you don't take part in his gift you, you don't take part in his gift. <laughs> um and so I again I, I wonder if it's um if it's an overreaction to to things to say like like it, it's not hey either um you don't do this at all or um you're earning your salvation. Like I that those are those are not the choices on the table. I think that's an arbitrary like a false comparison. All right. Um But in my late 20s, God began to show me that his love, care, and design for my life had nothing to do with my efforts to keep the law. I started believing in grace and started letting go of an earn-your-keep relationship with God. But Sabbath for me was still a hindrance to fully trusting Jesus only for my salvation. It had also become a source of pride. Ignoring the admonition in Colossians 2, I judged others' faithfulness and right standing before God based upon their Sabbath practices. What if I tell you to let go of the very thing that you think you have to hold? Will you trust me? These words were from gospel artist Donnie McClurkins, song, I'll Trust You, Lord rang in my ear to begin to trust god fully i had to let go of my spiritual safety net the law had led me to christ and now i needed to live by the spirit and that's when i experienced rest this rest had nothing to do with a day or a break from my regular routine um so that's that's interesting though do we think um based upon how jesus treats the sabbath does it
0: does it not actually still seem like it's something like that or no (laughs) right is 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 it does jesus let me ask the question is does jesus
2: treat sabbath like it's some sort of like like it's a mindset
1: yeah yeah like a mindset not not a a list of rules and and my mind was was just did a big study on 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 birth of the pharisees and and, you know how they they came up with all these you know they had um 121 rules surrounding that particular law of sabbath Mm -hmm. you know there was one law oral traditions of 1521 yep. rules how not to break the Sabbath. Yep. you know it, that was more work not breaking it than than you know sure yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah is that what you're saying but jesus is just kind of like yeah we're gonna go ahead and eat uh sorry <laughs> uh yeah so I mean, so it, it was a mindset of rest but uh, yeah so I, but I guess that's what i'm saying is that like i it's still
2: i don't know that i get the impression that jesus is like uh take it or leave it Right. Right, like, right, right. I don't no, think he's absolutely. looking at a he, gift he, from God and going, "Eh, you know, it's not a, not necessarily a thing." And when he says when it's made for made for man, I don't know that he's saying um like I, I think it is is still an intentional like a cyclical intentional thing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of rest as opposed to like, "Oh, if I if I give this up, um then I can truly find rest because I'm no longer being so Pharisaical about the about laws." Um like I, I think we, we run risk when, when we, the way that we look at law or the, the, the way that the, the Old Testament law functioned, if you bundle it all up um, and I say I, I, I chuck it all because I don't get to heaven, I'm not saved with that. Um, I, because that's true, but I, I don't know that that implicitly describes it, that these aren't still things of which I are, reveal God's character and are appropriate ways to live, Right, reflect what our here and now looks like. And so and so maybe the, the reaction I'm having to this is to say, hey, I no longer convinced that um, we're bound to set aside a day of rest. It's like, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I mean, I think you, you don't have to do that, and that doesn't mean that you're not saved, but I, I would say that I feel like you might still be missing out.
3: Yeah, I think, I think it's okay to hold the fact that, you know, Christ came to fulfill the law, and that's an important thing, and that is part of it,
0: Sabbath is. But that doesn't mean that we don't still... Uh, we don't still uphold the tenets, we uphold the tenets within a relationship with
3: Christ, so that we understand that this does uh, show us the nature of God. The, the law is is something that does show us who God is and His character, and it explains a lot of what He looks in His people, in His kingdom. And I this is a big part of that. It's understanding that you know, if if we are so focused on on the hustle and bustle and world, uh, things of this world, and we don't ever take time to rest and look at it. To recenter to where God is, which is the more important part, um, you know. I think that that's that's where we run that risk is is we may not be under the law still. The foot law may be fulfilled and Sabbath being part of that, but that doesn't mean that we don't still uphold
0: the concept that God does want us to rest from things that happen here, centered in prayer and in meditation
3: and focus. And I think that that was one of the biggest things that I, at least I've taken from is the heart of what that Sabbath was about was rest from worldly things and making certain that not only it's not like we we push our relationship with God week but it's it's a point of re- and it's yeah, a point it's of a re- reboot day. exactly yeah it's it a point is, uh, of realigning our our week to be starting off fresh a- ending ending with Christ, ending with God and far, and starting with God at the same time um and so i think that we are still subject to that portion but if it's something that we're doing pharisaically and we're doing it from the perspective of this is law and it doesn't matter to the relationship behind it, it's just rules to avoid hell rather than a relationship to find hell.
2: He said, uh, as I transitioned away from Sabbatarian theology, I was no longer convinced that Christians are bound to set aside a day of rest. Yet, I didn't have to look far to find a book, article, or sermon trying to persuade me that the cure for an anxious heart was a Sabbath escape from work, doors, and technology. According to a 2016 poll, 62% of Americans still agree that it's important for society to have one day a week set aside for spiritual rest. But it didn't make sense to me that one could keep the law without being legalistic. And so th- th- that's the part, I guess, where I'm struggling with because, like, um, I don't know that it's legalistic to try to conform your yourself to God's character. And so, like, if, if the laws are expressions of God's character, or even, I mean, Jesus kept the seven. And so, right, right and, and frankly, early Christians did to but in the in the grace that otherwise jesus provides right so it's a different day but like it's still it's still a day of focus and and and, and spiritual stuff and so like their their gut reaction um wasn't to bolt from it neither was that the gut reaction of gentiles that are entering the church they're not bolting from it either and so i I, so i think we got to be careful here of calling something a law that like some of those, those those things that we that we Looked at it as laws that otherwise we felt like governed relationship. That part has changed, but to the extent that behaviors or dictations of law are reflections of God's character, you're not being legalistic by trying to conform to it.
1: Yeah, because this was even this was way pre-law, even as well as being part of the law. You're was, right. That's creation, right? Right. Seventh yeah, is creation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day seven. I mean, it was uh, yeah. It's been part of of his character, and and I look at it more as like okay, I'm the designer. I know how you guys are wired. I know how you work. Hey, let me do you a favor. Go ahead and rest today. I know that that gets you that you can be more productive, more sharper, have more energy, all all that stuff. He just knows that, and we tend to ignore it. And then that's what makes kind of dulls. I remember who had the big sharpen the saw thing that when you have all this, you you know, rather than working harder, you need to just sharpen your saw and do it well. Yeah. Uh, You you know, and um, I think that's part of what a Sabbath does it sharpens your
0: physical body so he says uh, there's an answer to this. So There are four major views on Sabbath,
2: three of those views we see Sabbath as a function of time by ascribing biblical meaning to Saturday or Sunday, or simply emphasizing the principle of resting from work on a weekly basis. The other perspective, uh, which is I assume where this character falls, uh, views the Sabbath command as fulfilled in Christ. Um, boy, I think I think we're missing out as from the, of, of the law as grace by talking about it this way. Um, like it's it's it sees it sees the Old Testament law as if it was never a grace for his people of identity and um a, a way to live consistent with his character, right, a burden. right? And like I think Paul rightly understands the law as a burden when it comes to um being something that you have to that makes it feel like that is how you are um, made right with God. Um, and Jesus does relieve that, but like um this might be a baby in bathwater. I think, way of looking at the Sabbath. But he says, when we view the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament, over and over we see how sacrifices, feasts, rituals, and even people like Moses pointed forward to Jesus. For example, the Israelites had real physical, miraculous manna from heaven that they depended on for survival. Generations later, as the story was passed down, those hearing Jesus describe himself as the true bread from heaven and the bread of life understood the reference. The word became flesh. The Sabbath is no exception to this pattern. Jesus came to flesh out the full meaning of this law, says Craig Blumberg, distinguished professor of New Testament at Denver Seminary. What jumps out at me more than anything else in Matthew chapter 11 is that he is the one who provides the rest. He provides it not because we do something different on a certain day of the week. He provides it as we turn to him 24-7. The idea of Sabbath-like rest through faith in Jesus describes, ascribed in Hebrews 3 and 4 and the rest in Jesus that the Old Testament Sabbath foreshadowed mentioned in Colossians 2 resonates with me. For more than 30 years, my week was bookended by the Sabbath quotes, observance was one of my religious community's non-negotiables because shopping, work, uh, work, studying, sporting events, and more were off-limits. I had been acutely aware of time virtually standing still while the rest of the world swirled outside of my bubble. Sabbath was more than a day. It was an aura. There were sights, sounds, and smells associated with the sacred time. It was what Jewish scholar Abraham Joshua Heschel called a palace in time. I can understand how some are attracted to Sabbath practices. But I know, I knew the work involved in preparing to rest, and from experience... I knew a weekly day of rest would not eliminate business, workaholism, or a restless heart. The cure for those things was found in resting in Jesus. What could be sweeter than having a palace in time every week, living in that palace full time? That's what rest in Jesus is about. For me, it wasn't about a day anymore. It was about letting go of the shadow to experience the reality. Jesus was the oasis of rest in spite of the relentless madness happening around me. Uh, I mean, here's, here's weird, I guess. I don't disagree with what he's saying. Right. I just... I don't think it's, I think it's a both hand. I just don't, yeah. I don't think it's elimination.
3: I can see, I can see if you are bound to the traditions of the Sabbath that, that were uh, placed on by Pharisees and, you know, all the, all the things surrounding what was actually biblical to, you know, the, the very, very strict way to look at it that, that eventually happened within the oral traditions were that. I can see that is if that's your Sabbath, that's totally understandable that you're trying to break from that. It's mm-hmm. totally understandable that you're trying to find, um, you know, that rest in Jesus every day rather than running into those traditions. But like I think if you if you orient yourself, what I would say, rightly, uh, from the perspective of we are not meant to to uphold all of the the Pharisaical traditions of the Sabbath, but to understand that it is a Sabbath meant for rest. Or man, so that we can recenter our relationship with God. Then it's not really a burden. I, th- I think you know where we are. We are released from the burden of the law. That doesn't mean that we don't follow certain tenets of it. We don't. We don't find ourselves aligning with it because, like you said, it is 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 a revealing of God's character through the law, not just the burden of sin through the law. And I think if we're looking at it from that perspective, it, it's not something we need to worry about. It's not something that we're like held down by the sabbath and you know i can't watch football on the sabbath or i can't go and uh you know go to a restaurant with my family on the sabbath because i'm getting out of my house and i'm working you know if, if you're if you're held by those traditions yeah i can totally understand trying to find a solace from that but you know when you break from that and break from that understanding and start looking at it from a more wide jesus understanding of it it's not it's not a burden you have to break from and it's not something you have to run away from and i think that that's what some people may be running into
0: okay Anyway,
2: so so having spoke upon Sabbath earlier in the day, um, I I don't know Dan any any other any other lessons or thought, thoughts on this.
1: You know, honestly, we were coming from the other angle of most of us just ignoring. Okay, right, yeah, you, you know, and more of a hey, take Sabbath. Oh yeah, find some rest. Get it. Get some type of
0: of of a, of a pattern of rest. Some portion of every day. Some. Portion As what we for that we're not beyond it, So we were probably more looking at the, the off at it, you know, I mean, I had mentioned that's like one of the acceptable yeah. churches. rest applaud that and uh he's great, yeah, There's right. fellowship, well, there was, yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah. thought
3: I do both <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> celebrated. Thanks for that smack
0: to the face. Oh man! All right.
2: Well, there there it is. I mean, yeah,
0: I I get it, I get
2: it. But like, uh, yeah, it feels like baby in bathwater, and I, and I and I do think like we run, um, um, trying not to be, uh, trying not to feel like we are earning our salvation doesn't mean. Uh, there, there, there isn't still a way that is that is just right to live, bec- and your creator knows it. And so, like, yeah. um, that's a lot of the rejection of um, um, some of the reformed view of of calling. Of the most, frankly, most of the New Testament is, is is saying here's here's how to live. Like, if you uh, pay, pay, so you certainly Jesus like um, in, in the Gospels is talking about this, but like anything past the Gospels is basically answering the question. All right, then look at all this that happened. Now, what do we do? How do we live now? Right. Um, and so, like. I, I wouldn't. It's not. It's not. Uh, and the, the the New Testament answers that um, in trying to point you to what are the characters. How does what's God's character? How did Jesus live? Then let's let's do that. Um, and like it, to miss that, like when we say that the law was fulfilled in Jesus, it's because Jesus becomes it. Like his life becomes the new law of which then we you know um, and then we rely on to keep us in right relationship with God because of what he's done. But then we also rely on as an example of what it looks like to live faithfully um to god's character on the earth and so um i i think we had to be careful about throwing things around and be like hey we're we're being legalistic about trying to be like jesus um i mean technically yeah that's true uh, if jesus is the new law then yeah i'm being a legalist and saying i want to be that way right. but you've tried to use that negatively and i reject the negativity around it i, I want to be around that that way because it's right because it's right and good uh, and it does good things in the world and helps me be part of good things that god is doing in the world and so um it's uh, not don't, don't throw baby out with the bathwater here there's a reason the new testament spends a lot of time on well, how then should we live um, cuz it actually cares it cares about how you live
3: hey man What's going on with this baby in bathwater thing you said like six times now?
2: Is that, is that not a familiar phrase? No, don't, it is not to me. It said, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater.
3: What does that mean? Uh,
2: it means don't, don't get rid, uh, unintentionally get rid of something that was valuable just because you're chucking something that you think is invaluable.
3: Yeah, hey, I dig it. I like that. Yeah, don't yeah. throw the baby out with the bathwater. The water. water's all dirty.
1: You're like, man, we really got to clean this water up. Yeah. Just throw the whole thing out and now you lost the baby. Too. You forgot the baby was in there
2: because oh. the water was Whoops. so dirty. Oh,
3: man, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Okay, I can dig on that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to start using that. Okay. okay. From time to time <laughs> Starting tomorrow
2: okay, all right, so uh, not on Sabbath. from uh, yeah. d- reaching back from today <laughs> as far back into time as you're willing to do what what have you changed your mind on has, has anything changed in how, in how you think about something or what you think Dan do you got anything at the top of the mind
1: I, I do, I do, and um I think it's it's in process because I don't know where to land on some of this, and it's, it has to
0: yeah i i probably because i grew up in a pretty messed up family when i was eighteen, college years i really focused on learning
1: family and and um everything i i was absorbing had a picture of the perfect family right A, a husband and a wife and children and just never break from that and that's just how it should always be anything less than that is imperfect and you know it's just not good not healthy and and then i mean it wasn't even all that long ago within the last 10 years you read through all the the scriptures and think well wait a minute a lot of these families were totally messed up yeah (laughs) You, you, you know i mean multiple wives and children and blended families and and and, it, and and so as I say, I, I I've i have changed, but I'm not like saying, Hey, it's a great idea to mess up your family right, mean, you right, know, right, have right. and have affairs and stuff like that. I'm just saying maybe maybe somewhere in there my my or expectations I'm see, I'm I'm gonna debate myself. <laughs> my expectations are still high for people. Maybe my my grace is I never judged people. <laughs> That's what I say, I don't know where I've landed. You know, yeah, I'm, right. I'm I'm softer um with situations what are in or have been in or or that are less than perfect because i i can't even think of a
3: perfect family in right. the bible right i mean right. it
1: probably is i'm just at the moment i mean i'm just like
3: um I mean the eight. bible is stories of fallen people man i mean messed up
1: I, right I mean, yeah you know abraham man messed up isaac <laughs> yeah, messed up jacob yeah. some of up. our most celebrated kids, yeah. stories
3: are people that are like oh yeah. man didn't that guy have a dude's or a wife's dude killed I mean it, it, yeah <laughs> like, yeah and um so so I, I think
1: and, and it, there i i I was celebrating an, an elevated maybe the goal of what every family, what every people want, you know you, you, you go into a marriage wanting to stay together forever right um and and i I don't know, see, I don't know see i i I'm, I'm still fuzzy, obviously because I, I I don't know where to land that, but but it's in a flux, yeah somewhere i think
2: i think i know what you're i think i I get what you're saying it's like without without understanding without giving up the right understanding of what it looks like when it's rightly oriented or without trying to make it sound like you were over like you were being harsh with it before because there was always grace to it there is simply a a recognition of a wider expanse of gray on what is actually going on does that make sense like
1: yeah yeah i mean i'm still like in my relationship with my wife uh there is literally nothing she can do that would make me leave her. You know, I, I it might be really hard to forgive her or it might yeah. be really challenging if I mean, but I would I would have to in in my understanding of God my God's heart is for my heart to be soft toward her. Yep. Uh, even if she like completely uh does terrible things. Yep. I mean I'm talking, I'm not talking about physically abusive, but I mean like cheats on me or whatever whatever, yeah. you know, we we, we figure out how to work that out and I'm yep. a forgiver and move forward or something. Um, but then we have that trust. So like, I don't, you know, I don't see that happening, but um, that's where I am. Yep. But I don't judge someone who's in a similar situation and then says, Oh, that's the excuse. I'm with, we're, in, yeah, we're right. with, let him go. That's usually the situation. They're like, "Phew, I'm sure glad they had the affair because I was trying to get rid of the turd. Uh-huh. And I, I've man, I can't believe how many times I've had that conversation. I'm like, I don't think you get the heart, right. You know, of, <laughs> that's of, of, right. Of what scripture's saying that's there. right? <laughs> Uh, that, is, that
2: is a legalist understanding. That is not really the yeah, core yeah, yeah. of what yeah, God's character is Yeah, you high-five
1: that your husband had an affair because you, fi- you finally have a godly reason to leave him. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. Somewhere in that mess it, it is a, a slightly different perspective. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Mova.
3: I've been sitting here thinking on it because there are two things that keep kind of pile-driving in my
0: prevalent. With, uh, understanding evangelism. Uh, so when, you know, I first started,
3: I mean, I've been in the church for, for a long time, kid. but you know, I remember going through classes when I was a kid on evangelism that was involving, I don't know if you guys know about the million dollar bill. Um, but it's, it's a million dollar bill that you would leave, uh, with, uh, like a waitress or a waiter, um, as a tip and, uh, it had scripture on the back of it. And so, like, it's a million-dollar bill, and so it catches somebody's eye. And then you, like, look at it, and it's got it's a bunch of scripture. <laughs> and It's like, oh, man, like, that's really cool. Like, that's a funny way to bring Jesus into somebody's life and stuff like that. And I remember evangelism. That was the extent of it was how do I trick someone into reading the Bible? And when they read the Bible, the transformative property of God will show up, which that's, it, it certainly exists transformative property of the of of the spirit is is a real thing the bible is the living word of god and i believe in it from that perspective but it kind of takes a lot of the work out for it for me because all i have to do then is leave behind a piece of paper um rather than do actual work and and there's really nothing biblical for that that says uh, uh, go forth and, and and leave pieces of paper in your wake um that have uh have verses about me that not really explain anything and so my my thoughts have morphed and evolved and matured, if you will, from that hands-off way of evangelism that's like a, oh, I got you moment, to, well, no, it doesn't happen in that moment. It's building relationships with people. And it's also making yourself in a place where you are, are walking in faith and walking in the light of Christ, and people then see you and see your life, and it, it becomes impossible for them not to notice the transformative po- property of Christ through that. You know rather than leaving behind a piece of paper that's a million dollar bill that somebody goes, "Oh, that's kind of crazy. We've never seen that before and then they read John three sixteen to um i'm going to live my life in a christ centered way so that when people see me on a daily basis or even see me go through trials or see me interacting with with my brothers and sisters or you know a non believer they they no- take notice of Christ in my life and they see the light of Jesus through my actions and my living rather than uh, things like leaving behind a piece of paper and so it really kind of took evangelism from that perspective of oh I can make this happen in somebody else's life without putting any real work in on my own to oh if I want to be a good evangelist and be good about you know going and, and, and showing people the life of Christ and, or excuse me the light of Christ and, and the power of God I need it to show it through my own light, not just through even intentional acts like doing things like that, like showing up to a soup kitchen. You know, are you really showing the light of Christ by showing up and ladling in some soup into a bowl? Or are you showing the light of Christ by being that light in the world and then starting and building relationships with people? You know, there's biblical precedents for running into a guy. You know, Philip in the, in the Ethiopian eunuch, you run into a guy and then God uses you in that moment and then they walk away and they're just saved. And we don't hear about anything after that story. But there's also uh, a biblical precedent for building relationships with people and sticking around, and not just going for the one-time moment. Going for the, well, I'm here with you the whole time. I'm here with you through the whole process.
1: The long, long-term commitment, right, to bring you on this journey, right. And I yep. think so.
3: So if if I were to say something that's matured the most, it would be.
2: Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I, I think. Um, it's like the interesting in a similar way. Um, I've ended up on a both hand right? Like, like, yeah, we need people to hang out at the soup kitchen, and you know, sometimes we just need people to ladle the soup. Like, it's, it's right. Uh, it's like trying to confine all that. Like, I think that's one of the risks that we that we constantly run is like there's such a wide, <laughs> such a wide question to ask of God, which is uh, how do we live, right? And so, like, there's a wide expanse of answers that fit of numerous situations, and so. Um, it's when you box your theology in and say, well, based upon this one thing, this is what I think is, this is saves the day, um, you, you run the risk, like, um, uh, of not seeing the, the world in its entirety. And so, like, I, I would say that's something that has changed over time for me, is um, is being more aware of that, and, and trying to be careful about, um, like, recognize that there's not a one, there's not a one thing, there's not a one thing, there's not a one way, there's not a... Um, uh, of which God expresses himself through the work of his people, and so like um to be very careful about saying about looking at the, the, the way God is doing things and being like man i'm not i 'm not sure that 's right like again with fits within the boundaries of scripture um and so like that actually fits with the with the core thing that I was going to say, which is and this is this has gone um one way and then kind of back the other direction a little bit is kind of our understanding of actions of work um and so I think when I was little i my concept of was um you, you know be good, go to heaven and that's that's not actually even the fault of of the way that people teach really it's just sometimes that's what kids can land latch onto right like they latch onto practical things and they say, and frankly uh, parents, this is on us sometimes that's what we reinforce from our understanding of church is like you shouldn't lie, Jesus would be upset, I'm like well, it's not quite right uh, but that's what that's what kids tend to latch on um and then I think as you become as they became older, right, it starts to latch on to the right theology which says, "Look, I can't earn my salvation, and' like, Wee, I can't earn you know what I do doesn't matter. That's not right either. um that's not the right bucket and then to basically where I am now, and I suppose I'm, I'm open to continuing to mature in this area, which is similar to the discussion we just had about the Sabbath, which is um I know very very well indeed that i, I I'm not allowed in the party on my own uh i'm I have a right relationship with God because Jesus has done what he's done um however um in response to that um it is for the good of the world and for myself um to to um conform as much as possible to god's character and the example of jesus and so um it matters what you do and so i think that has been a transition for me um uh th- th- i guess over time and um and like depending on when you hello
0: okay uh we're going to take a quick pause hold tight for just a second Okay, welcome back. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, anyway, that, that might, have, perhaps, that's the Lord saying you would babble on
2: about that too often. Um, <laughs> you said I get it. I get yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's get enough. It. Yeah, we'll work. We understand. So, yeah, I think anyway, that I think that's the um, the thing that sticks out for the transition for me. All right, all right.
3: Good. Yeah, man. Go. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> Wait, was that the, that's not the right way. Uh,
2: you're listening live from the path. Hey, um, I, I don't know if there's something for you, like something that you has changed substantially for you over the last, you know, whatever amount of time. Let us know. Uh, give us, I'm going to assume it's a complaint. complaint. Uh, give us a call on the complaint line, 515 <laughs> 517 or uh, same thing, you can give us a text, 515 517 and it's alive live from the path complaint line. Uh, we'd love to be able to hear from you, share your story. And um, uh, maybe it's on Sabbath. Maybe you've got, you got some commentary on um, on what we're talking about the Sabbath. Maybe we got it wrong. We're, we're nailing it down. Say, look, you, you really should still have a day. And you're like, now nah, forget, it. it's in my mind. The Lord Jesus gives me peace in my mind. I don't need to take a breath. I just ride this uh, exercise bike all the time, and Lord bring me peace on it. Maybe that's the thing. Sounds awful. That's why it's a complaint. We got it way wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, good, 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 good. Let's do some. Uh, what's this? I had a, hold on. Rebirth of Jerusalem-based Christianity will be greater than Protestant Reformation. No, I don't care about.
0: Ruth,
3: I don't. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I don't think it's necessary. What did I close out the deer Abbott? Hey, man, uh, hold on. You were responsible for the Dear life from the Path. I'm working on it. I had him up. Well, yes. I'd hope so. And then I, then I lost him. It's understandable. It's okay. Uh, went in Rome. Okay. Here we go. I uh, use that line. one wrong, too. Dear life from the Path, my husband, John,
2: recently returned from his fourth Middle East tour after having been gone for a year. As soon as he got back, his mother invited him and his two sisters on a vacation cruise for a week. He said yes, and they'll be leaving in a couple of weeks. The downside is no spouses allowed. John and I are in our mid-40s. We've been married 25 years. I feel slighted, left out, and frankly disrespected. I'm not sure how to bring this up to him or to his mom. I don't want to cause my husband, who's currently going through a difficult reintegration process, any stress. And I don't want to cause drama with his mother, who regard my speaking up as an offense to her gesture for her children. Please help. Do I just keep my hurting
3: mouth shut? Oh, man. That's that's, that's messy.
1: It was It was rude for the mom. Oh, totally. Uh, it would be inappropriate for the wife to make a big stink as in the husband's in the middle right yeah vent vent to us we'll listen yeah and we'll agree with you and let him do his thing
3: how long's the cruise
1: a week, a week long it's a week so i mean, I mean it's, it's not the week. end of
3: the world but like i totally dig where she's coming oh, from yeah yeah like, four tours year long uh, just a couple weeks back with him and he's already leaving for another week to don't want cruise with his two sisters and his mama yeah, you got to suck
1: this one up. I'm afraid.
2: You think the problem is that one of the sisters has an iffy spouse situation, and so it was just cleaner to leave everybody out. Uh, probably, is or the, the guess? maybe
3: the mom's being straight selfish though. I think, yeah, the mom's. It's traumatic I on mean, mom to think her little boys exactly off exactly right. I mean, like that's. A, I'm not downplaying the fact that that's a big deal. Like your your kid goes off to to a war zone, like that's a big deal. But at the same point in time, hen. like you know, husbands leave your mother and father, like.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't need to choose. He that's what I say she has to, wife has to be quiet. Yeah. She he doesn't don't put him right in the middle of it.
3: We we totally dig on the fact that this sucks. We totally dig on the fact that, that that mom was rude for doing this was not thinking of the spouses at all. Uh but at the same point in time you might just said to... thank you for your service. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Right up. <laughs> straight. straight. <laughs> thank you for your service.
2: Yep. Secular says because your husband is having a difficult time reintegrating, I do think you should keep your mouth closed. The reason you and the other spouses weren't invited may have been the cost involved. I mean, that's not a positive thing. That's fair, I mean, right?
3: That's not a reassuring thing either. Uh, yeah, I'm just too cheap. Uh, Great job, secular.
2: If, uh, man, I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do that. Winning it. I feel like you got to do it right. If it wasn't, then Mama may have wanted her brood around her and no one else. You say you and your husband have been married 25 years. That would make you a military wife by definition. Military wives are resilient and independent. If you feel you will be at loose ends while your husband is with his mother and siblings, I suggest you and the other excluded spouses plan some activities together to pass the time. If you all like each other, you could have a ball. Later, when the time is right, you and your husband could plan a private getaway just for
0: the two of you. I agree with the ending. All right, all right, all right, mom, don't do that.
2: Dear Life in the Path, I've been married for almost a year to an amazing man who surprised me with a stunning large engagement ring. I'm a modest, humble person and often find myself hiding the ring because, although I love it, I don't like the attention it brings. My proud mother-in-law often brags about the ring to others. He recently started working at the same place I do, oh man, and has been showing off the ring on my finger to my co-workers. It makes me very uncomfortable because I like to stay as professional as possible. My mother-in-law is so sweet that I don't want to hurt her feelings. I also don't want to stop wearing my ring to work because it's so special to me. What do I do? I mean, you're gonna run out of coworkers eventually, right? <laughs> <laughs> They've all that, seen it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my wife, right there.
3: It's like, hey, Jimmy, you've seen this wife? you've seen this ring before. You want to see it again? Uh, she shows off the for the whatever.
1: Uh, no, no, she, she's the one who just doesn't want to be. Kind of oh yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she maybe me stopped buying her stuff like years into our marriage because she just didn't want it to, she yeah. just didn't want to be a yeah, you know, a show. Yeah, and. Uh, it would have really, it would have killed her if, if my mom was pulling around. Yep. But uh, I think it's the same, kind of the same as the last one. You just, just, just. I mean, yeah, like you say, there's only so many employees. I mean, I mean,
3: right. But yeah. like, is there something to be said for the fact that like this gal should be able to have a conversation with her mother-in-law that says, "Hey, here's I mean, that's the still, yeah, it's we're a, at it's a Healthy conversation. I'm yeah. <laughs> trying to have. I'm trying to be professional. Yeah. I get that you're excited, and I am most certainly excited to be marrying your son. That's the reason why I continue to wear this ring. It is special to me. But I don't think I need to be paraded around like we're at Tiffany's. Like, it's, it's not a deal. Like, just, just let it be and, and let me do my work. I think we both know how that
1: conversation is going to end, though.
0: Well, maybe yeah, you should. Yeah, that's up? really great. I'll just say that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. What, what's, there's nothing, on, oh, sweetie, there's nothing unprofessional about this. Yeah. Now, let's go show it to
3: Jen. Yeah, shut up. It's my life.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn for the worse. Yeah, Bova. it really did. I tried <laughs> to
3: take the high road on that first deal, but then you said, nope, right <laughs> turn. I went, all right, low road, let's do this. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Janet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I think,
2: frankly, I would be clear that it's, a, that it's just something that makes me uncomfortable. I, you know, like, if you try to make, a, like, a case on any other grounds, you can just flat-out agree, disagree with what's professional, what's not professional, right? Whether everybody else cares or whether they don't care, right? You can try those grounds. If you say, look, it just makes me a little uncomfortable. Um, can, do you mind if we not, if we not point it out?
3: Um, and then I, I, I would hope that she would respect that.
2: Uh, she's not. Dan says it's not going to happen.
3: She's not going to, but I think it, it might have be. The conversation. It might be more comforting for this gal to at least have the conversation. Yeah, because then you can bring a hubby, hubby into it and be like, "Hey, Gerald, I talked <laughs> to your overbearing mother, and I told her to stop show, showboating me around like I'm some show horse. Yeah, and she's not respected."
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, Dan's probably right here. Uh, mother in law is going to do what mother in law going to do.
3: Is she work in the same place? That's a bummer. Out yeah, I'd probably find gainful employment somewhere I mean, she else. She seems in my to like her, though. She said she's sweet.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong being sweet. She's prou- I mean, here's the she's
3: proud. She's proud of, the, of, of, the, of her son. She's, yeah. she's proud of I the girl. I don't think there's anything nefarious coming from the mother in law. No, 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 but, no. Personality thing. And here's, here's the thing most people
2: recognize that. They're not foolish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They can tell when you're uncomfortable and that you're not like, you're not parading it around. And like, we just, we have grace for mom in law. Secular says. It's a little late to do anything now because most of your coworkers have probably seen your ring. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nice. What you should foreshadowing. Have, what sh- you should have done um, when your mother-in-law first drew attention to it was take her aside and ask her privately to stop because you were a humble person and also concerned it might incite jealousy.
3: That's that's always the good deal. Hey, mother-in-law, I'm a very humble person. Yeah, unlike yourself, I'm modest and <laughs> humble. Unlike you, who are like Rue from the Golden Girls. <laughs> and uh, I I think we need to realize that there's a bit of a personality. Stop, stop showboating. Me. Uh, what's what's oh, it? What's this? What's this one here? I don't know you're you're the one. Dear life
2: from the path. Ooh-hoo. is there such a thing as love at first sight?
3: Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Ooh. According to the Beatles, they're certain that it happens all the time. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Was that clever for eleven o'clock on a Monday? Yes, it was. Uh, love at first sight. I certainly understand infatuation at first sight and like at first sight, but I feel like love actually has the connotation of time. And I was going to go for lust.
0: lust? <laughs> yeah, it's Like, hey, you. By me, definition, I'd like lust. to love yeah. you. I mean, you know.
3: Hey, I say the love word around you so that you would allow me to make these lustful acts happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think if you're if you're I can understand having feelings undefined at first sight, and then wanting to pursue said feelings into a relationship to to blossom into love, yes. But like looking at somebody one time and going, hey. I can't wait until 30 years from now we're in the middle of a cancer battle and I need to hold your sickly hand because we've spent a life together in a covenant with the Lord. Uh, can I see that? No. He's asking a little much, yeah. Right, exactly. Okay, I Yeah, agree. that's in spite of sight. Right, exactly. That's yeah. literally the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. That is love best- yeah, in spite of first sight.
2: Uh, secular agrees, says there is such a thing as strong mutual attraction at first sight, but love doesn't happen in an instant. Love requires actually getting to know someone. That's true. Uh, I've seen those uh, the dating shows where you're the fiancé for 90 days and then you get married. And they're right. That time is valuable. Then you can have a forever relationship. <laughs> we, we were, I, was, I was at my at my parents' house last night and like uh, there were commercials for that on. And I'm like, good night.
0: Really?
3: 90 days? 90 day. 90 day fiancé. I've currently been with my girlfriend for two months. Yeah. That means in 30 days I've got to be ready to, yeah. to, to wife up. You could be, yeah. Uh-uh. And I was—I've been best friends with her for seven years. Prior to that, and I'm still not there. You better have an impressive engagement ring, yeah, right? Yeah. That could be a shower that in my mother-in-law office. is gonna <laughs> show around. At yeah, look at that. Would you look at that? <laughs> okay. okay, we got hold on. We got time for one more. Uh, no. What's what oh? It's, you already read it, man. I I I just I, I think about like the like the place someone has to be. To, to write into Dear Live from the Path and ask about love at first sight. <laughs> like, that's more interesting to me than the answer itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. What uh, made them right, say sorry. that? Go I mean, ahead there, ahead.
1: there is chemistry at first sight. Yeah. I mean, there's some people
0: you just kind of click with, you think, yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Interesting. Here we go Dear Live from the Path. Uh,
2: my husband has less and less interest in me.
0: Oh,
3: my.
2: It started with the last presidential election oh man Rough. he says I look like Hillary <laughs> this
3: is already great
2: since then I've cut way back on politics because he doesn't want to hear any of it oh. being an activist on several fronts including politics and other areas this is a big emotional part of who I am I get so upset by his silences that I stop talking to him completely that's mature I've spent from this is why Mike does it I can't help uh, I've spent from bent from feeling so lonely so unworthy of love helpless, hopeless, and powerless I can't take this much longer he says he wants to be with me, and he has just started private therapy. I, too, am in therapy. Wait, you're going to therapy separately? Okay, I get it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I was ready to draw up divorce papers when I suddenly changed my mind. I told him I'd wait a year for him to have his therapy, and then we'd review everything we had learned and proceed from there. Have I made a mistake? Right now, I can't stand to be around him. He can be the world's greatest giver, but at other times, he's a selfish, insensitive, arrogant know-it-all. This sounds like a politics problem. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm still in love with him. Because he voted for Trump. No, she didn't say that. Oh, I thought that was serious. I'm like, whoa. I feel like that's what it is. But I, I think I we all know I, what yeah, happened I'm there. pretty sure exactly that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know if I'm still love on the them. line
3: of, I voted for Hillary and my wife and I hate each other now.
2: Does this proposed one year respite have any chance of working?
3: Can I be the obvious one here?
2: I don't are, know when you're not.
3: Yeah, that's, you know what? That's a valid point, Ben. <laughs> okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't throw the baby out the bathwater um so i I feel like if you are if you're working on a relationship together and you are both in your own therapy on your own without any input from the other into the actual therapy session and are also not pursuing anything joint uh you guys are already acting like people who are not married together um and, now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going to therapy on your own, but I certainly think it'd be a good idea to throw a mix in of the uh Hey, let's go to therapy together, and do this as a couple, as in like not on our own, which is what divorce is connotating.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the time the time is a good thing, but it really does matter what you do with the time. Right. Like, a, uh, I mean, a, 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 you know, a, you've been around. Elections be coming up again, <laughs>
3: right? Right. And so you guys are going to have like a a life altering, shaking divorce moment every four years, apparently. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys aren't uh, aren't yelling at the local council people. Because then you guys are going to have it a lot more often than just four years. Yeah, I, I would say, I think,
2: I, yes, is the year, does the year have a chance of working? Yes, it does. Of course. Um, I think, it, in fact, it gives you a chance where you otherwise wouldn't have one. So congratulations on taking a chance. Um, but there are other steps that you're going to have to take in there. And one of them is not just living, um, learning how to live. Like these are, these are not necessarily just individual problems, right? They're, they are together problems. There are problems that exist, like if you otherwise are fine uh, without each other, like you're not arguing on your own in a room, uh, then the problem really is how you interact together. And so to Boova's point, um, although I I think it it does make sense to continue to go um, to the therapy that you're currently going to, uh, at some point you're going to have to deal with the fact of what what your lives look like together. And so um, if you put that into the year, and probably a good chunk of it, um, then yeah, I think it sends a very good chance of of helping, and I would I would at least um, very much commend the um, the patience um, that says yeah, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here uh, with your vote, and uh, and let's, let's spend some time and, and try to work this out. But like it does, you do have actually have to work it out. You can't. The time's not going to do you any good unless you're actually doing something with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I would say step back from politics. Um, you know, you're at a pretty high level. It sounds like and. It's hard to admit it, but uh, all politicians, they use people like you as pawns, and you're just in a the game they're playing. Uh, step back, heal your marriage, heal, your, heal yourself, and then decide as a couple how much to get back into it. Uh, take, a, take a break. Take a break.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Every, what they say, all politics is local, uh, that's your house. Deal with your own politics. <laughs> yeah. Um, dear Life in the... Uh, secular Section. says... Yeah, Uh, the, her question was, does this proposed one-year respite have any chance of working? And Sector says, yes, it does. It appears that in the midst of your pain and turmoil, you experienced a brief moment of clarity. Your decision to give your husband and yourself a year of therapy and then revisit the issue of divorce was both wise and brilliant. You married each other for a reason, unnecessary semicolon.
0: Now give yourself a chance to remember what it was. There you go.
3: Man, I lose myself in some of the definitions or descriptions you read out. Because I find myself laughing at yeah, statements on within the deal. Uh, it's always. Unnecessary quotations, unnecessary parentheses, unnecessary sem- It is That's true. It is always unnecessary semicolons. I yeah, yes. yeah, Half yeah. of the dear life from the path, and it, especially secular, does not understand the concept of semicolon in, all, ben, in, in Ben's life. That's
2: right. All, all semicolons are unnecessary. I if, suggest the uh, complaint line. <laughs>
3: there you go. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. complain about unnecessary semicolons. Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Give us a,
2: give us a call or a text, 515-517-0085. That's 515, unnecessary semicolon, 517-0085. And uh, we'd be glad to hear from you.
3: What are your thoughts on the Oxford comma? Give us a call. I'm for it.
2: All right, uh, let's see. Next week, uh, Dan, and Dan and Boob are going to be out, uh, right? No, actually. No, we're no, here. That's
1: been postponed.
2: Okay, postponed. All right, so. So we we might just be back next week. We'll be here doing legitimate stuff. Uh, We will see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to live from the path.